Live from Daytona Beach, Florida, this is Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone. Talking Motorcycles, the radio show that covers the world of motorcycles and motorcycle racing. We're here to entertain you, inform you of new products, and enhance your love of motorcycling. Road race, flat track, touring, scooters, vintage, you name it, we discuss it right here on Talking Motorcycles. And now, here's your host, pro race announcer and third generation motorcycle rider, Barry Boone. We are live in Daytona Beach, but we're at WNDB. Wow, it's time for another show, and I just need to stop for a minute before we even get the show rolling to thank all of you for the great messages and notes and emails and social media inbox messages and so forth uh, encouraging us uh, to keep keep the ball rolling here on WNDB it does appear uh, from your responses that the motorcycle community is has been uh, underserved and no pressure on us here I mean it's just there's 90 million topics you'd all like to talk about and there's at least uh, that many I want to talk about, and we only have one hour a week, so we're going to do our level best to serve everybody here. Uh, and we, all I want you to know is thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends. Every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., they catch us here. Also, thanks to those who are listening at NewsDaytonaBeach.com. We find that really cool that there's people all around the U.S., and, and we know for sure in Spain and Italy and France and a few other places that listen in on NewsDaytonaBeach.com, and it's just cool for us. Tonight, Larry Pegram is going to be joining us. And Larry Pegram, I think, I'm going to make a bold statement here, but I think he is one of the most versatile motorcyclists I know. Larry Pegram is... He's an American flat track winner, three time, three national event winners. He's won three AMA Superbike races. Uh, in 2015, he became the first rider in history to score points in World Superbike uh, on an American motorcycle, that being a, a, a Team EBR Buell uh, at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca in World Superbike. Pretty big accomplishment for him as he was team manager, too. He's been a color analyst recently on BN Sports for MotoGP. He is the current color analyst on the coverage on of American Flat Track on NBCSN that just began. We'll talk a little more about that, maybe if time permits, um, working with Jason Wygant. He's also a very, very, very good sports car driver professionally, and he's just he's the probably most versatile guy in the sport that I know. He not only can he do these things. But he can get behind a microphone and get in front of a camera and talk about them quite well. We're going to discuss a variety of riding and professional racing topics on this show here tonight. Uh, but first, Talking Motorcycles is brought to you locally by Bruce Ross Myers Harley Davidson and Sweet Marlace, too. Thank you for uh, to both. Um, Bruce Ross Myers is uh, a store I'm going to talk about in a little bit because there's some things I want you to know. Um, let's see what's going to be happening with me in case you want to know. Um, I have accept, I've been asked and accepted a uh, offer to ride out to California to uh, the wine country, beautiful Calistoga, lovely little small town on the Northern end of the wine country that I love. I love it. I wish I lived there at times. It's beautiful California town and they are hosting the American flat track round right in the heart of the wine country on July 29th. We'll be riding out on the 2017 Harley Davidson ultra classic Milwaukee eight powered touring machine. 
about 7,000 mile round trip, maybe 75 the way we're going to do it. It's really only about six from my house to the racetrack in Cal Calistoga. But, um, but one thing for sure, the Milwaukee eight power plant, if you, have you ridden one yet? Um, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, maybe you own one. I don't know, but if you differ with me, feel free to call. But as far as I'm concerned, it's like a small block V8 engine has been transplanted into the ultra classic touring chassis. It's got a beautiful exhaust note and the intake sound is equally as good. Somehow in their uh, design center, they've managed to engineer not only the exhaust note, but the intake and the combination of the two is uh, truly for me, it's intoxicating at 80 miles an hour on the interstate. You have so much stick. It's, it's ridiculous. Just twist the throttle and people that are aggravating you out there, uh, turn into little bitty tiny specs in the rearview mirror and i don't care what it is it's just that strong summer touring in july well it's not without its challenges um we've talked about that on this show in the last three or four weeks a good bit when letitia klein was talking about 115 across the desert we're going to have that touring in july we're also going to in incorporate across uh across a couple of passes in colorado so I expect we could, in fact, get a winter snowstorm at 12,000 feet. I've done that in July. It's always interesting. The clothing requirements are pretty cool. I, I have a system of my own. In fact, um, I've got that in my, my notes I made earlier today prepping for the show. I think we ought to talk about that. Maybe next week we'll get a little bit of an in-depth look at what do you wear when you tour and and if you have thoughts on that, we don't talk about it, but we do love it when you call 386-239-0033 if you'd like to be a part of the show. 386-239-0033 for those of you that are uh, within the sound of my voice listening live to this, even though I know 80% of you, the, the big, huge numbers that will hear the show, will hear it uh, as a podcast. But I know there's a good many uh, folks from DeBerry to Daytona and points north and south that will be uh, listening to the show live. You want to call and talk about your writing and what you've got coming up, we're, we're open to that. We'll interrupt our guests to talk to you. Um, we'll do that on an upcoming episode of the show. I want to touch real quick, though, on... Um, Moto America, because for the second time this year, uh, Moto America lands on the world stage as it heads out to Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca, a place I have worked many times in the announcer's booth. Pretty cool racetrack up on the mountaintop. World Superbike round 6 of 10 in the 2017 Moto American Series is going to happen. It is the Honda Championship of Monterey Peninsula, and it warms my heart to see Honda Motor Company step up and sponsor that event. It's been missing and uh, to see the manufacturers getting involved and putting their money where their mouth is is a big deal. And we thank Honda for sponsoring that show here in the Moto America Minute. Uh, we're just past halfway point in the 2017 Moto America season, and things are getting seriously uh, hot in many, many of the classes. Uh, Two-time defending Moto America Superbike champ Cam Bobier on the Monster Energy Yamaha Graves. Yamaha is 48 points behind, not a place he's accustomed to being in as he chases a man who ran World Superbike and MotoGP in his past, Tony Elias, who rides... Uh, is riding the Yoshimura Suzuki, and, and Tony is really, really showing him what to do. Uh, check out more at MotoAmerica.com if you're listening anywhere out in the West Coast area. A trip to Monterey uh, Peninsula is got to be a bucket list uh, for anybody that's never been there. I love the whole area. 
uh, surrounding the Monterey Peninsula. It's beautiful. The track, uh, Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca is a world-class facility. Standing up on the hill at the Corkscrew is something you just got to do. Check them out at MotoAmerica.com. We mentioned American Flat Track a moment ago. Might as well go ahead quickly and uh, let you know that if you're up in the New York area, they're headed your way on uh, this coming Saturday, the 8th, at Rolling Wheels Raceway Park. It's round 10 of the 2017 American Flat Track Tour that starts right here in Daytona Beach, back in Bike Week on the TT in the Tri-Oval at the World Center of Racing. Rolling Wheels Half Mile uh, National will be happening uh, as a, a part of the 18-round tour right now. Uh, it's uh, pretty hot there, too. Brian Smith, Indian rider. Jared Mees, Indian rider, are locked into a battle at the top of the points uh, in the AFT Twins presented by Vance and Hines. And they're both looking for their own different type of redemption going into rolling wheels. Uh, and it's going to be cool to watch that go down. Plus, there's going to be some surprises there as well. Young Briar Bellman uh, riding the Suzuki 650 Twin just won his first one uh, at Lima. He's going to be looking to keep momentum on his team. Sammy Halbert also uh, riding another brand other than Indian. Yamaha FZ07 Twin. He has been really hot of late and uh, currently is fourth in points. And Jeffrey Carver from uh, near where I'm from, up in uh, Kentucky, near Owensboro, right up the road a little bit in Alton, Illinois. Jeffrey Carver Jr. is currently uh, fifth in the championship points on his Kawasaki Ninja. So very cool. Check out more at AmericanFlatTrack.com. Quick congratulations to uh, a young man you probably don't know, but you may later on. Congrats to Hunter Brooks for winning the 2017 AMA Dirt Track newly renamed Nikki Hayden Horizon Award as the top amateur in America that they believe has the best chance of being a professional uh, racer, in his uh, particular case, Dirt Track. And um, classy move devoting the uh, the win to uh, recently passed Zayden Flores out in California. I like that. Folks, I really can't thank the Rossmeyer family enough for uh, bringing our national show to WNDB, FM 93.5 AM 1150, where the show now originates from. Uh, they have locations at uh, Bruce Rossmeyer's Daytona Harley at US 1 and I-95 and my current hometown of Ormond Beach. Uh, cool shop down on Main Street, uh, the world-famous Main Street in Daytona. It's kind of somewhere you need to go. It's a neat place to stop in when you're down in the Main Street area visiting here in Daytona Beach. And, of course, the Bruce Rossmeyer's New Smyrna Beach store. All are family-owned, all are family-operated, and it's almost impossible to hit up one of those locations and not encounter one or all of the family in there working really hard to exceed everyone's expectations. The Rossmeyer's great people, and uh, they are uh, the reason that this show is on WNDB. So many, many, many thanks. This portion of the show brought to you by the Harley-Davidson Motor Company. And I mentioned earlier about the uh, new Milwaukee 8 uh, in the touring rigs, but I also want to tell you there's a really cool thing going on right now. They have nine motorcycles under twelve grand with no money down. You can find out more at harleydavidson.com, harley-davidson or h-d.com. But there's some of the cool, really, bikes that are hot right now in the urban scene. So if you're into the, um, if you're a hipster, you're looking for a really cool bike to ride on the streets and terrorize your city, the 48, the uh, Iron 883, the Roadster. If you're into touring, perhaps you're uh, new, to the, new to the sport, great motorcycle for any, I think, 
newer rider who wants to step up and start putting on more miles, maybe do some overnight touring of your own, the Super Low 1200T, it's actually in that category. My personal favorite in the category is the Street Rod. All are available under twelve grand, no money down, and you can find those at h-d.com or your local Harley-Davidson dealership. Coming up, Larry Pegram will be joining us. He is in the queue right now, I see, and we're looking forward to that. Did I mention he also did the Torque uh, Off-Road Challenge on Dirt? Um, I don't know. The guy, he raced Super Prestigio of the Americas in Vegas on flat track. He can do it all, and we're going to talk to him about a whole lot of things here tonight on the show. Larry Pegram coming up when we come back. Thanks again to our uh, sponsor this quarter hour of the show, the Harley-Davidson Motor Company. Three years we've been uh, with those folks, and I have to say it's been really fun. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Your ride is more than just miles. It's a mission to squeeze more freedom out of every click of the odometer. Introducing the 2017 Touring Bikes from Harley-Davidson. The powerful, all-new Milwaukee 8 engine delivers 10% more torque for quicker acceleration. Paired with a new suspension that gives you more comfort and control on every ride. What does uncompromised freedom feel like? Why don't you find out for yourself? Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. This is Barry Boone, host of Talking Motorcycles with Barry Boone Radio Show. When friends visit from out of town, we always recommend Racing's North Turn on the beach side. At Racing's North Turn, the history of racing on the world's most famous beach comes to life. Live music, fabulous menu choices, oceanfront dining and service you can only receive in a family-owned business managed by people who care about you. Racing's North Turn. It's the place to go at the end of a perfect beach day or motorcycle ride. Voted Florida's best beach bar six years in a row and winner of TripAdvisor's Certificate of Excellence. When you are looking for that perfect lunch or dinner with family and friends while in Daytona Beach, take a short ride down A1A to Ponce Inlet to enjoy dinner and a drink where it all began. Racing's North Turn Beach Bar and Grill. When an automobile driver hits a motorcyclist, what is the first thing the driver says? I didn't see them. That's right after they have suddenly turned left into your path. When we crash our motorcycle, what is the first thing we say? I didn't see it in time. Could have been a deer, a decreasing radius corner, sand, or debris in your lane. The simple fact is most motorcycle accidents are preventable. And that is why I bury Boone of Talking Motorcycles recommends clear water lights. The ability to see and be seen on our motorcycle is exactly how we prevent avoidable motorcycle accidents. When you call Clearwater Lights, you will speak to a real live person who specializes in you and quality products. Clearly, there's a brighter idea. Check them out at clearwaterlights.com. Welcome back to the show that riders call home. And, boy, do we ever have a rider calling home here tonight. Uh, currently on the show, we're going to bring in a man who I haven't personally talked to live for probably two years. I'm really happy to have a chance to do that and to do that with uh, all of you that are listening. Larry Pegram, welcome to Talking Motorcycles. How you doing, Barry? Man, I'm great. How about yourself? Not too bad. You know, I, I kind of 
sat back a little bit this morning having coffee, looking at Larry Pegram's life via your website, Wikipedia, and everything else. And I don't think I'd ever stop to really realize, Larry, the variety of things that you have done in your life and that you are still doing. Um, I don't know how, but you're involved in like all kinds of stuff all the time, it seems to me. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I'm kind of like semi-retired, but I'm busier now than ever. Yeah, you <laughs> are. Been, you know, I'm not doing, I did, uh, one superbike race there with the Hayes racing team with Steve Scheibe and those guys and the Hayes brake team on that BMW. But other than that, I only did one superbike race last year with, uh, with Ulrich and, and, and his team, but I still, I've been busier than ever. <laughs> I did did the X Games last year, and I did a couple truck races and a couple car races in an Audi R8 and the Pirelli World Challenge. I did one of them this year, and uh, I'm getting ready for the X Games. I'm pumped about that. I get to ride a factory Indian, teamed up with Meese and, and the whole, whole wrecking crew, so I'm, like, super pumped about that this year. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, that that's going to just – I think last year you qualified, if I recall, like second quick or something behind Meese, which was – Pretty heroic effort for a guy that hasn't been on a dirt track motorcycle professionally in a while. It gives a pretty yeah, good effort. I, I, I was pretty happy with how I did. I showed up there thinking, oh, man, I hope I make the main because I was kind of the only non-flat track guy there. And uh, then I went out and qualified second, and I thought, well, shoot, I might be able to get a medal. My kids were there, and I was like, man, I'd be cool if my kids saw me get a medal. They could, you know, like go to school and say, my, my dad got a medal at X Games. You know, he's pretty cool. But... Then the bike, I, I decided that all I needed to do was get a good good start. So I whole shot at the heat race and then ripped the carburetor off with my leg when I shifted. <laughs> that was the end of the night. So. Yeah, you're done when that happens. Uh, they yeah. all these yeah, internal. They didn't run. A, they didn't run the last chance qualifier because weather was coming in. So we were done for the night. So I said I'm coming back next year. And then I've been talking to the Indian guys for a couple of years, Gary Gray and and Reed and all the guys over there that are running that program and. Uh, helping them a little bit and, and giving them some some of my expert tutelage, so to speak. And then uh, when this thing came up, uh, we were talking clear back in Daytona, so it worked out good. Yeah, and those guys, I mean, my goodness, Larry, you, you it's all those years, you know, that without Indian and American flat track and dirt track in America, and they certainly have arrived on the scene large and in charge and dominated the podium spots all year so i got i have a good feeling that you're gonna it's not gonna be the motorcycle's fault if you don't do well no pressure there but you know, <laughs> yeah harley davidson yeah, harley davidson flat track at espn's x games is uh this year minneapolis i believe on the 13th of july it's coming right up but that's a lot of pressure in a way if you are aware of how many eyes are really seeing dirt track i think it's so good for the sport and yeah, it, it would be yeah. cool to get a medal. I mean, it would. Oh yeah, it would be really cool. And you know, there is some pressure, but I've I've got to the point now in my career where I know what I can do and what you know where I'm what I'm capable of. A lot of people maybe don't, but I don't really care. I go there to have fun now, and uh, and I seem to perform better. You know, I went to the X Games last year with no expectations and did well. I went out to a to a supermoto race last year at the end of the year in Arizona, the the last national out there and had no expectations and just went out there to have fun and, and, uh, ended up leading the thing for about three quarters of the race. And then, then my, uh, ambition outweighed my ability and I fell down. But, uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, I've been doing, I, I feel like I ride when I do race, I feel like I ride better than I ever did, but just, I have no pressure. So I think I enjoy it more and I think that helps me ride better. 
Well, without a doubt, you know, it, uh, Chris Carr has spent a lot of hours teaching in the Danny Walker American Super Camp schools, and I've been in a couple of those with him. And if I take anything out of those schools from Carr, it's have fun. When you're on a motorcycle, you got to have fun. And that doesn't mean you don't work hard to hit your marks. It doesn't mean we don't try to ride the best we can on the street or on the racetrack. But when you stop having fun, Larry, it, you it, all of a sudden you're not – I don't think you ride as well. I just don't. Well, I don't, for sure. I mean, I think there's different different strokes for different folks. You know, there are some of the guys that they have to be mad and fighting with somebody to ride good, I think. And there's some guys like myself that I just had to have everything kind of clicking and have a good, good mood and no big drama, you know, and just have fun. And that's when I went really fast. So, I, you know, now that I'm kind of, like I said, like just doing a few events and, and honestly most of my time, other than, than trying to make money with business stuff through housing and some other stuff that I'm doing, is spent on go-karts with my with my girls. They're both getting into racing go-karts, and I, I think I spend more hours prepping their go-karts than I ever did getting my bikes ready. I don't know. I'm, I'm constantly working on go-karts. What? Are you are you road racing dirt uh, go-karts? Yeah, go, yeah, road race go, go, go-karts, little, little sprint tracks. That'll make a guy smooth, right? Because you kill your momentum in the corner, they drive away from you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're doing good. You know, this is the first year they've been racing. They always just kind of weren't weren't into it. And then this winter we did some indoor stuff, and they said, well, this is really fun. Let's race outdoors next year. So I jumped I jumped in a little bit, and then they really liked it. So now it's just <laughs> That's cool. it's basically just right, you know, max out the credit cards and go to the races. How old are they? Uh, 12 and 8. Oh, that's a great to really start getting some good lessons. And uh, can you learn life lessons any better anywhere but racing? I mean, to me, it just teaches family values. It teaches how to win, teach you how to lose. Um, a lot of good things come out of racing with your family. You know, we do a lot of sports with my girls, and, and we do soccer pretty serious. They're on travel teams, and we got to pay these British coaches and all this, you know, crap, basically, as far as how much money it costs. And we've been in that for several years, and now we got into this, and it's not flat track racing, it's not motorcycles, but it's still good people, it's cart people. And, you know, just being around it a few weekends now already, I realized, man, the sportsmanship and the camaraderie between these people, I forgot what it was like, you know, racing amateurs. It's obviously a little bit it's still great in the pros, <laughs> but it's different. But versus the soccer or any other sport that we do, the level of, sportsmanship really you know just everybody's good to each other where in the soccer it's so cutthroat and, and the parents you know the parents are getting in fist fights on the you know sidelines over an eight-year-old soccer game and it's like i forgot why i loved racing amateur stuff so much and and, and plus you know i always thought yeah my dad did so much for me my mom did so much for me and they did don't get me wrong but now i know why it's like this is the way to keep a fan i mean how how many 14-year-old kids want to hang out with their parents, but whether it be a girl or a boy. But if you're racing every weekend, like my daughter, my 12-year-old now, she's like really coming to me, asking me questions. What's going on, Dad? How do I do this better? How do I do that? And there's nothing else, I think, that brings a family together like racing. Well, if I might take a minute and just editorialize about that for a minute, perhaps as parents we should strive to be more like Larry Pegram. And, you know, I mean – First of all, they've got a pretty cool dad, you know, who's done a lot of things. But 
I mean, you we've all seen your family function. I don't know those listening if you if you ever saw any of these shows or not, but they were they were just awesome. What was it? Uh, Superbike, Superbike family? family, Superbike yep. family. I just I loved. I used to love watching that because ha- having been around you a lot in the uh, road race paddock and watching your family, it was kind of just really truly reality television, and you you do it right. Yeah, we you know that was what was funny because we did the show for a couple of years and then we went out and we met with Spike TV and they wanted to pick the show up, but they wanted to change it. They wanted you know my wife to get in fights with Umbrella Girls and they wanted to, and we were like, yeah, we're not we're not going to do that. You know, it's like when the camera comes on, we're actually trying to be a little bit nicer. We're not going to do the opposite and be complete. You know, so we were uh, somewhat of reality TV. I mean, we were reality TV. We weren't the fake you know, made up stuff. And, and it was really what we did. You know, I think we were on our best behavior most of the time, except for maybe my dad, but, um, and, uh, it it was fun. It was, it was neat to try to show the people. And I think that was, we did it kind of right at the wrong time. It was that time when, when the motorcycle market kind of crashed at the end of 2009 and everything was going the wrong direction. I think it's starting to come back now. I hope it is anyway. And, and, uh, for sure, I think the flat track's coming back. I think the road race is staying a bit stagnant just because of bike sales on the on the sport bike side. But, you know, I think that for sure the flat track stuff's coming back. Uh, agreed. And, yeah, at that time, road race was pretty much on life support, you know. But still, the show was good, and I think it was good to get eyes, fresh eyes on the sport that we love so much, motorcycling in general. Larry, we're going to take a break in the show. Bottom of the hour, we'll be back. I got so many things I want to talk to you about. It's kind of really crazy. I mean – You've done so many things. I'm not going to be able to get uh, to all of them, but we're going to cover a pretty good little bit of ground with what's left. Really appreciate the opportunity to have you on. As we get set to go to break, I want to read this to you. This is uh, about Clearwater Lights, who, by the way, sponsors this quarter hour of the show. My good friend Glenn Stasky out in California designing the ultimate in motorcycle aftermarket lighting. This is a note from Carl Reese. Do you know who Carl is? He's been on this show, um, Los Angeles to New York City, motorcycle world record holder, uh, and several other world records on motorcycling and actually electric cars too. But here's what he said. First man testimony. When planning to set the cannonball record from L.A. to New York on a motorcycle, I was concerned with outrunning my stock headlights. You don't want to outrun your headlights. I'm editorializing his comments. A friend told me about Clearwater Lights. I have no doubt these lights were instrumental in helping me set a new world record. The Savinas punch through the dark, darkness like nothing I've ever seen. I support American-made products, and these lights are the best quality that you can find. Uh, he said, I give them five stars. So that's the thoughts of Carl Reese. If they're good enough for Carl, they're good enough for me and you. Clearwater Lights is truly magic. Check them out at clearwaterlights.com. Let's go to break. We have much more to go with Larry Pegram coming up in just a moment. Don't go away. Since 1903, the Harley-Davidson Motor Company have built motorcycles that are an American standard for the world. Since 1994, Bruce Rossmeyer Harley-Davidson and Bruce Rossmeyer's New Smyrna Harley have set new standards for motorcycle dealerships. Bruce Rossmeyer's is your source for Harley-Davidson motorcycles, motor clothes, officially licensed products, parts, accessories, authorized service, and rentals. Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson is truly family-owned and family-managed and provides the ultimate buy 
buying experience to the Harley-Davidson enthusiasts. Whether it's a new bike purchase or an oil change, Bruce Rossmeyer's Harley-Davidson Associates are dedicated to delivering the Bruce Rossmeyer difference. Discover what being treated like family really means. 23 years of dedication to local and regional charities has put millions of dollars back into the communities they serve. That is the Bruce Rossmeyer difference. Find out more and check out exciting events at BruceRossMeyers.com. When you're out on a ride and you decide, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee, the place to go is Sweet Marley's Coffee and Bakery at 214 South Beach Street in beautiful downtown Daytona. Owned and operated by local motorcyclists, all baked goods are made fresh daily, in-house, many from old family recipes. Hand-rolled, boiled, then baked bagels. Made from scratch English muffins. Fresh roasted organic coffees and teas. What more can you ask for? Sweet Marley's Coffee and Bakery when it's time for a cup. Your ride is more than just miles. It's a mission to squeeze more freedom out of every click of the odometer. Introducing the 2017 Touring Bikes from Harley-Davidson. The powerful all-new Milwaukee 8 engine delivers 10% more torque for quicker acceleration. Paired with a new suspension that gives you more comfort and control on every ride. What does uncompromised freedom feel like? Why don't you find out for yourself? Discover more at h-d.com and live your legend. Compared with original equipment, 2016 Touring Models. Welcome, welcome back to the show. You are listening to FM 93.5 AM 1150 WNDB, or you might not be. You might be listening on iTunes as a podcast, or the, the cool kids all have, they take their app on their phone. Your phone has one. Uh, it is a purple square with a microphone in the middle of it if you're an iPhone user. And uh, Android, I'm not sure, but we've pretty much all got podcast apps. You just open that up, hit the search engine, Talking Motorcycles with Barry. In the case of your uh, app on your iPhone, then you just click on the largest logo and hit subscribe and all 160 or whatever shows we've done will be uh, right there available to you. They won't take up your data, but they'll be there. So you can uh, listen anytime you want. That is the beauty of podcast. However, uh, we also appreciate our live listeners, especially those of you in Volusia County. It's just so cool uh, to be on air here at WNDB. I really like it. Our guest is Larry Pegram on the show. And uh, Larry, I want to talk to you a little bit about a couple more things. First of all, nice job on being sports um, as color analyst uh, for MotoGP. I really enjoyed your uh, your insight and your delivery. It, it you, you really could have a career in broadcasting if you wanted to. I think. I appreciate it. I I always I always think I sound terrible, but <laughs> I think everybody thinks that when they sound when they hear themselves. I do. I hate listening to myself. I never listen <laughs> to the show. I sound terrible, and your own voice just doesn't work. But you do a good job. Really insightful. Of course, as a writer, that really helps you. But. Um, get your thoughts, um, on the passing, uh, prematurely of Nikki Hayden. I know the two of you had some time together, uh, racing flat track, uh, over the years and, uh, road racing for years too. And I know it was a huge loss for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, there's not a lot to say for me. I'm still, uh, I'm still pretty, pretty shaken up about it, you know, um, just, he was just a really good friend, you know. I mean, he was obviously you can everybody knows he was just the ultimate dude. Basically, <laughs> I mean, he was cool as hell. But he was just a longtime friend of mine. We were pretty close, and we, you know, it was hard. It was it was just. I think it was as much. I mean, I miss him. You know, I really miss him. I miss talking to him. We talked a lot, and 
it was he was one of those guys when we talked we picked up the conversation you know we might not have talked for two months or we might have talked two days ago but we picked up the conversation in two seconds just like we were always and for me I think it was one of those things where I don't know I think when you're a racer you think you're you're invincible and you still think that about yourself and I think that's how you get through life as a racer I don't know um and he was equivalent on that you know nothing could ever happen to him so when it did it it you know, I think it it was it was just it's just doesn't seem real still. You know, I I I have a hard time dealing with all this kind of stuff. I didn't go to the funeral. I don't talk about it much, but it's just um, it's just not. I don't know. I mean, it's just really hard. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's uh, Nikki came on the show every year. We from he was my first guest on Talking Motorcycles. As a matter of fact, um, 2013 uh, December, the week between Christmas and New Year's. So. After that, he come, came back every year between Christmas and New Year's. He usually had a cast on from some surgery or something, you know, how road racers are fixing stuff. And yeah. he would always call in, and it would just be like this thing. And the last thing he said on the last show we did together this past year uh, at, at New Year's Eve, I think it was, was, um, yep, I come back just like Santa Claus and uh, every year. And, um, shoot, I've been trying, Larry, for uh, three weeks to put together a – whole bunch of sound bites from all those shows and I can't listen to him. I, as soon as it's time to introduce him, I turn it off. I don't know. Just, I'm like you, I'm not there yet. So yeah, I, I'm sorry for yeah. your loss too. Cause I do, I know you guys were real big friends. You have um, changed gears a little bit. I was able to catch the first American flat track show on NBC SN from the Daytona TT uh, Monday night. Um, I watched it on Tuesday. I DVR'd it, uh, but Nice job. Uh, Jason Wygant did a great job, I thought. I'd never have thought of him as a flat-track guy. You, on the other hand, I um, I thought the two of you were a good team, and I thought your color analyst work was pretty good considering the raw material you had to work with on that particular race. Yeah, I thought um, I thought it was – I mean, I thought I sucked, but, you know, that's what you think. But I definitely know that I get better. If anybody's out there, I definitely get better. That was the very first time I did it. You know, it was a lot different sitting in a studio and watching what they'd cut. And and quite honestly, unfortunately, Jared Meese made that a pretty boring race. You know, he gets the whole shot and just pulled away. So it was a little bit hard. I mean, the 450 race was a little more exciting. And, uh, and you know, the track was the track. It was what it was. It's Daytona. It's going to be, you know, whether it's the short track or whether it was a TT, it was going to be small and it was going to be slipperier and crap because that dirt down there, that's just the way it is. So everybody had to race on it. It just doesn't look fast. That's the only th- that's the only problem with it, and I don't think you could make that dirt look fast if it was on a mile. You know, it's just really slippery dirt. I remember riding the short track when, when I did it, and it was always like, man, you could you felt like you could walk quicker than you were going through the corner just because that, that surface is, is as slippery as there is. Well, I agree with you. It looked like I, it reminded me of watching um, back in the amateur grands, watching the PW50 riders because <laughs> everybody's just trying not to fall down in the middle of the corners. But that's all about to change, though, as the series, as you guys move through the 18 rounds and you get to places like Charlotte, very fast half mile, and then Lime on the P gravel, place you know well. And, you know, it's just, I think it's going to be cool. It's only going to get better and better. But when you see Jason, you give him a thumbs up from the Talking Motorcycle Show because I thought he anchored the show really, really well but you are spot on your color analyst work was spot on and it's like you said it's only going to get better i'm i'm pretty excited to have you on board there it's neat well i appreciate it yeah i think we get we we didn't know each other at all either before the first episode so i think that makes it a little bit too you know you kind of step on each other's toes and you don't know what the other guy's doing and 
we're starting to really flow. We've done up through Lima now, so we've we've got them already done, and and they'll start airing every week, which I think is cool how they've done that. You know, they air them every week and and at same times basically, kind of. And and now it's so funny because I look online, which I shouldn't, but I look online and I see people, and they're like, oh well, I don't like the time. It's eleven o'clock. It's too late here on the East Coast. And it's like. <laughs> It's 8 o'clock on the West Coast. You guys, like, everything can't be perfect. And then I hear people say, more racing, less talking. And the funny thing about that is, is when we did our TV show, I used to say that to Chet Burks. Chet used to do our TV show. And I'd say, Chet, we need more racing in the show. You're doing too much with the family and too much, you know, lollygagging around and everything. And our show started to progress. And when we were on speed, the same time that the, the superbike races were on speed, we were, we were at some points we were getting five times the ratings of wow. the superbike races. Wow! And you know the only way to explain that was people were watching it that had nothing to do with racing, and that's the only way I feel like we can bring in and make a sport mainstream is to, uh, you know, I kind of talked to the guys about the TV show, and I said, you know, I I'm a diehard. I want to watch the racing. I could care less about you know, how Jared Vanderkoy feels on Tuesdays when he wakes up. But there's somebody that cares, you know, and that will bring them in. And I think we need to do even more in-depth with the riders and less racing. I, I, I hate to say that because people that are diehards, just like myself, will complain. But our ultimate goal here is to make this thing more mainstream and to bring in people who have no idea what motorcycle racing is right now but become fans of a show that happens to have a race in it, not so much a race that we're trying to make into a show. I totally agree with your thinking and, and more in-depth personal side of the writer's personalities means everything. And you've got some real characters. I mean, you know, the flying tomato, uh, slamming Sammy Halbert, uh, the battle at the top with Mies and Smith and Baker. And you throw in um, a couple other really and Briar Bauman and Jeffrey Carver. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really cool. And, and that is going to be the thing I believe ultimately that's get, gets people hooked on what it is that we do at flat track, because it's going to be the, the color analyst is going to be the major player. That would be you. Um, one of these days, I guess it's now that, you know, it's one of those things where you say, I knew him when he wasn't famous. I, I knew you when you weren't too famous. So <laughs> it's kind of cool. Um, that must've been last week. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's the thing about you. Nobody would ever know, but, uh, but it's true. Um, so what's next on the racing front for you? And before I give, give you a chance to answer, ask, answer that, uh, I thought it was pretty cool running the Pirelli World Challenge Championship, whatever it was, in that really seriously serious R8 Audi. Um, two two podiums, two races and two podiums. That's pretty cool, Larry. How much four-wheel stuff have you done in the past? I've done a little bit in an Audi. You know, I did, I did some open-wheel stuff in a Star Mazda car years ago in like 2010, 11, 12, in that range. And then I did... I raced that Audi R8 last year a couple times and one time the year before, so I don't have a lot of time in it, but it's just it's such an awesome car. I mean, it really is. It's just, you know, it's so much fun, and, and we did a team race there at, at VIR, and we got third in our class in both of them, so that was fun. And, and, um, and what's next is this weekend we're going to a big go-kart race. Cool. <laughs> I've been working cool. on my motorhome and the go-karts and everything else nonstop because my motorhome, we haven't been using it, so it's been setting. And, you know, motorhomes are nothing but constant work, but let one set for about a year and a half and then try to make it work. So 
I've been doing that, and then as soon as I get home from the go-kart race Sunday night, I fly out Monday morning up to S&S. Uh, where they're going to have my bike, and I'm going to help them get everything finished and set on it, make sure the handlebars are right and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Meese and his crew will be there on Monday, and they're going to load my bike up in their truck and take it to Minneapolis, and Wednesday we start practice. So, That's unbelievable how quick that has arrived. You know, it's now, yeah. really. Um, didn't you guys win uh, in that Audi at Homestead last year? Yeah, we did. Uh, we did what's called – it was a series called Pharaoh, which is like Florida something. I don't know. We we won our class down at that, which was a – it was a it was a four-hour race um, with three drivers. And, yeah, we won that, and um, – it was uh, it was me, and my buddy Walt, and a guy named David Estella, who's a pro driver. So it was, it's neat. It, the thing in the car racing is, is like everybody's pretty close, and I don't get very much time in the car usually. You know, I don't get to go test and stuff. So I, I hate it because I'm not up to speed right away. I feel like I'm kind of in the way, and then I start getting up to speed. But then it's like halfway through the race, and I'm finally doing good speed. But but I'm uh, the car racing is is so much about how much money you bring to the table. And, I, you know, I, I don't have a bunch of money to spend on going racing cars. I, I've always been under the impression you're supposed to get paid to race, and that's not the, really the way it is in sports car racing now. I hear you. How much G-forces do you feel in that car when you slam it up in one of those high-speed corners? You can, You know what? The big thing is you. I, it doesn't – I mean, they corner great, don't get me wrong, but it's the braking. You can brake so deep in those cars. You know, that's the big difference between the bikes. You know, the – the corner speed and, and the lap times, too, are not much different than the bikes. They don't accelerate, obviously, as fast as a motorcycle does. But the braking, you can just, you know, where you brake on the bike, you're not even thinking about lifting in the car. You're just still flat foot. Just roll it in there deep and, and turn left or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Love to drive one sometime. I, I'm a little bit envious of you. I don't mind saying. Uh, will you get any seat time on the FTR 750 Indian prior to showing up at Minneapolis at all? Yeah, maybe if I ride it around in the parking lot or something before I get there. No, I'll get that. That's the only, the only bad part. They're they're kind of building the bike, and we're going to show up, set on it, and go to the track. So I'm used to that. That's that's not a. I mean, it, it's not an advantage, obviously, but I won't I won't let it I won't let it be an excuse for sure. I don't see that bothering you one bit. But I tell you, watching those guys ride the bike, it looks like it corners, handles, just the ge- steering geometry on it looks like it would be even good on the street. That's a pretty cool machine. Yeah, I talked to Brad Baker about it, and I've talked to Jared and Brian, and I'm friends with all those guys. But Brad told me, he goes, well, you know how good on XR Harley handles? And I go, yeah. He goes, well, this handles like that. It just goes faster down the straightaway. That's what it looks like. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. And on those miles, it doesn't run out of breath uh, near the end yeah. of the straightaway. It's still pulling, still digging. Hey, Larry, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life, and good luck with the go-kart race this weekend, and we'll be looking forward to catching you on NBCSN uh, uh, on all the American Flat Track shows. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I think they're, I think they're all on Monday, so don't, don't miss them, depending on where you're at on the time, obviously. But I think uh, they get better. The next one's really good at Atlanta. If you didn't see it, I'm not going to give away the story, but most guys know what happened in Atlanta. We got some good coverage of that. I know what happened in Atlanta, but I'm not going <laughs> to give any spoilers out. And as for the talking head expert keyboard uh, commandos out there, uh, they don't know anything. So you just keep doing what you know is right and have fun with it. All right, buddy. All right. Thank you so much. Larry Pegram, everybody. Uh, formerly of the Superbike family, now just a super dude uh, with a great family out there having fun in life and enjoying motorcyclists. And just one of the people I have always admired and looked up to in this sport for 
how he represented the sport of motorcycling and motorcycle racing. To me, it's just over the top. We get set to go to break, but before we go to break, I just want to say a special thanks to um, Dunlop Motorcycle Tire. They are the uh, sponsor of this quarter hour of the show. I am I just received yesterday, as a matter of fact, a brand new set of American Elites for the uh, uh, 2017 uh, Ultra Classic, which I can't believe I'm already. It's they're not really worn out. But I've got 12,000 miles on it. i got to do another seven or 75 to get out to California and back. think I'm probably going to need a tire before I get back, so I'm going to put them on a little bit early. But thank you, Dunlop, and also a beautiful set of RoadSmart 3s for the uh, Honda NC700X. Find out more at DunlopMotorcycleTire.com. They are the only tire you can buy for your motorcycle that is made in America. We are going to take our final break in the show here on FM 93.5. AM 1150. I almost sound like a radio guy all of a sudden. It's so weird. Danny Walker of American Super Camp and uh, a fine road race team will be on with us when we come back. Don't go away. In 2016, Toyota was again named Top Motor Vehicle Company by Fortune Magazine. TrueToyotaParts.com believes in the idea that your Toyota is greater than the sum of its parts. Reputation, reliability, and longevity are the reason you bought your Toyota in the first place. Doesn't it make sense to maintain that quality with True Toyota Parts? When you buy OEM parts, True Toyota Parts, you are maintaining the quality of your Toyota, and by choosing TrueToyotaParts.com, you save time and money. At True Toyota TrueToyotaParts.com, your satisfaction with your Toyota is as important as your satisfaction with True Toyota Parts. They stand behind their product with a 12-month Toyota Parts warranty and have parts professionals eager to make your experience with TrueToyotaParts.com truly exceptional. When you need parts and accessories for your Toyota, visit TrueToyotaParts.com. Enter promo code BARRY at checkout and receive free shipping on your order. Be true to your Toyota with TrueToyotaParts.com. Hi, Dave Lang for Racing's Original North Turn, and boy, did we have a ball during Bike Week. Uh, But you know, it's time for the locals to reclaim our town, reclaim our beach, and Racing's North Turn is the perfect stop if you're looking for a good drink, great entertainment, and the best in food. They're right on the beach at Racing's Original North Turn. Rhonda and Walt invite you to come on down to dinner tonight. Here are a couple of testimonials. These are actual testimonials from people who have enjoyed the North Turn. Been there many times, always great food and drinks, great location on the beach. And another, what a great experience. It's my new favorite restaurant in the Daytona Beach area. Racing's original North Turn has been named top 10 beach bar for six years in a row. Racing's original North Turn on South Atlantic Avenue, that's A1A in Ponsonlet, about 3.2 miles south of the Dunlawton Bridge and A1A intersection. It's Racing's original North Turn, a restaurant, museum, bar, gift shop, live music. That's Racing's North Turn. Dunlop is the largest supplier of original equipment and replacement motorcycle tires in the U.S. and the only motorcycle tires made in America. With operations headquartered in Buffalo, New York, Dunlop has been making and selling high-quality tires in the U.S. since 1923. With an unparalleled championship record, Dunlop race tire technology transfers directly to the street. Dunlop, the only tire for your motorcycle made in America. Cool, we're back. 
WNDB, thank you for hosting. Thank you to our producer, uh, Dr. Phil Kincaid. And now we'd like to welcome to the show uh, a guy that's a road race factory team owner, manager, uh, who also runs the finest riding school in the country, in my view, American Super Camp. Find about that online. Danny Walker, welcome to the show. Hello, Mr. Barry Boone. How are you, buddy? Man, I'm really good. I'm really good. I was uh, pretty excited. Like I think your press release said it was the worst kept secret in the uh, uh, paddock uh, <laughs> out there in the world, but it's really neat that your writer, Jake Gagne, has uh, got the call to replace, uh, nobody can replace Nikki, but to ride the right. uh, the Honda and World Superbike uh, in place of Nikki Hayden. I, I know that excites you beyond words. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a long and uh, it's a long and crazy process. I mean, yeah, I mean, every, I mean, it was funny. People were people were calling us and and telling us that hey, Jar, Jake's riding the World Superbike uh, on Nikki's bike, and and I'm like, wow, really? Who who have you been talking to? You know, hey, give give them my phone number. You know, <laughs> right? Have them call me. You know, because the, the talk about it was was way uh, way before. Uh, we heard about it, you know, of course, uh, um, it wasn't something that, that, uh, we, we went after and said, Hey, we got to go do this. So we were all, all real cognizant of, uh, the legacy and, and the meaning of Nikki Hayden and, you know, and what that meant. Um, but it just was kind of a logical, you know, in all, all aspects, it didn't take a whole lot for you to, to put, you know, two and two and two together. I mean, obviously Jake's a, an American that he, he rides a Honda now, and and he's a, been a Red Bull athlete for his entire road race career, and and um, it just kind of and you know it made sense for sure, you know, on on a variety of different levels. But really, to be honest with you, we didn't even get the thing signed until till late last week, and uh, there was a lot going on to to put all that together and mixed and just spinning in circles, just changing flights and this and that, and trying to get leathers and just all kinds of crazy stuff to to make it happen. But you know, to say we're excited and honored to to, to be a part of that is, is like I said, is a huge understatement. And Jake is the enormity of the situation is not lost on Jake at all, at, at, you know, in the least bit. Uh, so he's he's really taken it to heart. And that was part of our decision at the last minute to to have him just focus on the World Superbike. Our full intent was for him, and he wanted to to ride both our bike, the Genuine Broster Chicken Honda, and the Moto America Series, and the and the Tenkati Red Bull Honda and, and the World Superbike and all in the same weekend and and uh, that was just going to be a, a pretty a pretty tall order but it was something he wanted to do really bad he wanted to he wanted to do both of them and, and we really tried to tried to make that happen for him but a couple of couple of scenarios in the last week and a half kind of kind of helped uh, sway that to get him to just focus on the World Superbike personally I I. I'm not the expert on that matter that you are, but from an outside looking in perspective, I like the idea that he's going to be able to focus on the Tenkati Honda uh, World Superbike yeah. effort because it, he's up against some pretty tall orders that that particular motorcycle has not really been yet a front runner. I know he's going to try yeah. to get everything out of it that he can, but Danny, on a personal level, like I know you, I think uh, most of the most of the road race fans in America have know who you are. Everybody knows one of your things is to get your riders moving on to the world stage. Yep. And 
I say to you, congratulations on all of your hard work because this is one example, I think, of many more to come down the road, hopefully, uh, of you being able to facilitate that and help a rider move into the world stage. And I'm pretty sure that Wayne Rainey and all those guys at Moto America are as, as probably as excited as you are because that's their goal, too, to get American riders on the world stage. They really are. Yeah, I mean, Wayne and Wayne and uh, Chuck, Wayne Rainey and Chuck Asplund and um, really had a, a lot of help. And Mike Snyder at American Honda, um, you know, had a, everybody kind of got together, wrote America and said, you know, we got to make this happen. We got to we got to put it together. We're going to need some help and, and we got to make this happen. And and we really hope that that Jake gets along with the team and, and he's able to show who Jake Gagne is. And, and uh, you know, they ask him to, to stay on and fill those, you know, try and not fill them, but, you know, try and at least, uh, you know, get that thing to go around the track for their for the rest of the year for those guys so well, i think the thing they're you know, gonna i think that nikki hayden sets the highest watermark uh possible in terms oh, yeah. of you know being easy to get along with and more dedicated yep. focused hard working and all that but in in all of all the people that i know in the road racing world i think you 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 and jake gagne have brought him to a level that he is that guy and i think the team's going to be thrilled to have him i really do he doesn't forget where he came from I mean, that's going to be, I mean, that our ultimate goal for him would be that, you know, it'll be, it'll be a problem for the team, but it, you know, if they, if he does a good enough job that they, they ask him to stay for the rest of the season, then we'll be a job done for us, you know, and um, that would be, it would be huge for him. It's, I know it's something that he's always obviously wanted to do. And like you said, that's what the road race factory was when we started this team in 2012 with Jeremy Latrosse. And we said, Hey, we just want to give our guys an opportunity to, to develop and advance and, you know, give them a place to go. And this has uh, been, you know, unfortunate the circumstances we had talked about, you know, the possibility in another year or possibly two years that, you know, maybe, maybe Nikki be ready to come back to the U S for a little bit and right here. And maybe we could, we could trade him. you know, trade, we could talk him into coming back and racing in the U S and, and sending Jake over there to Ken Cotty to ride for the Honda guys and try and convince Nikki to come and hang out in the U S with us for a little while. And unfortunately with the circumstances, it just, uh, it came about a little bit quicker than we were hoping. Well, Danny, thank you. I got to run uh, coming up against the end of the show here. And it used to be you and I could talk for hours when we were just internet because there was no <laughs> time limits, but sadly we've got one hats off to Tomas Puerta too. Wishing him all the best on the Broster chicken Honda. That's uh, he's going to be a Thanks, great buddy. replacement, man. I know you guys are happy to have him back. Say hello to Mick. Will you? I will, bud. I will for sure. All right. Thank you, man. Good luck this weekend at, uh, in California. Danny Walker, everybody, great guy. We'll uh, have him back on the show and, and and maybe get him to share some riding tips too because he's probably the best rider coach in this entire world. I went to one American super camp. It was a three-day school, and I spent the next three years really trying to learn how to use all those techniques on the street. He made me a better motorcyclist uh, than, than I thought I could possibly be. Great guest tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. A little bit racy for some of you. We don't always do racing, but we do do racing on this show. We also do a lot of vintage and a little bit of everything else out there. So I would like to thank Dr. Phil Kincaid, our awesome producer on the show. He's so good behind the scenes. You guys should see him work. He's really fun to watch. It kind of looks like he knows what he's doing over there. Also like to say thank you to Sweet Marlace. They now have a beautiful, fabulous uh, Cuban coffee and con leche too. So go check that out can't thank the Rossmeyers enough when you're in town you got to go out to bruce Rossmeyers, daytona and new smyrna harley and check it out bunch of cool old motorcycles on display if you're into vintage stuff too it's been real it's been fun thank you to wndb ride hard ride safe and have fun everyone and thank you for listening <laughs>